the world gets in my way I need to make a getaway So I ride down that old dirt road The same place I always go It does it so good sometimes To be alone from time to time Take the time and let it all go Watch the world go by real slow Hey everyone, welcome back to the Last Hobos Ramble Podcast, and man, I am excited today. I, I've really been pumped up all day. I've been waiting all week, uh, maybe two weeks now for this. Adam is over there. He's getting ready. We're going to let him go through the formal stuff real quick, and then we'll introduce you to our, our guest here today, and I think you guys will be as excited as I am. You excited, Adam? I am excited. Can't wait, really. And uh, we've been having some little preliminary conversation here among ourselves while you were working on your technology issues. And uh, even more excited now, really, to be honest. I think uh, I had a a ghost in my system or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the ghost of of john's technology prowess yeah yeah but uh like john said i'm adam i'm the other half of the last hobos uh we're here today with uh mr mitchell whittington uh hopefully i pronounced that right but that's great uh mr mr mitchell there he uh he actually owns the grove in jefferson texas tell us a little bit about yourself mitchell well i'm a writer by trade i write books for a living kind of in two different genres i write about history but the fun part of my job is i get to write about haunted places so i travel around visit haunted places and write books about them so uh, for me i have a really wonderful job i'm really blessed but i also live in a house that was built in 1861 where the ghost stories have been documented for uh back 100 years so it's an interesting place to live oh i can imagine and that was actually one of my questions here was uh i saw it was originally built in the early 1860s uh right there at the beginning of the civil war uh i'm sure that uh (laughs) you know a lot about the history uh we kind of did a i did a little bit of research prior to this but uh originally built by some folks out of uh, louisiana if i'm not mistaken frank stilly came from louisiana and he married uh the daughter of a cotton farmer uh that was from marshall texas they fell in love, got married in 1860, and started construction on the Grove. Real quick, Mitchell, if uh, if someone doesn't know, someone's listening, they don't know where Jefferson, Texas is. Uh, it's about uh, 15 minutes north of Marshall. If you, if you drop down 15 miles to Marshall, pick up I-20, then you're about 45 minutes from Shreveport. Right, so we're right. Deep East Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're up in the north northern part of East Texas, so... Uh, if anybody's looking for it, and Jefferson has a unique history of having quite a few haunted places. It does. You know, the uh, the thing I attribute that to is that it never got touched during the Civil War. A lot of towns like Alexandria, Louisiana, was completely burned, you know, and mm-hmm. they had to start from scratch. Uh, the actual Union troops were coming this way. They were going to burn Jefferson, burn Marshall, and burn Shreveport. And they got turned around in uh, Louisiana. And so after that, you know, we just kept everything we had, you know, even after the war, we still have all the old buildings, all the old homes. So with all these old structures, with a lot of history, uh, come a lot of old stories. So uh, are you from Jefferson originally, uh, Mitchell? I'm not. 
I'm from a little town north of here, about an hour called Hooks, Texas. Uh, we actually used to play Jefferson in football. Uh, so, you know, growing up, I knew about Jefferson, but I didn't know about Jefferson. You know, 20 years later, maybe we're in, uh, we're in college, right out of college. We're living in the Dallas area and we're looking for a place just to get out of town. Somebody said, well, go to Jefferson. I'm like, we used to play them in football. We came here and we had never seen the brick streets, the old buildings, uh, these hotels from the 1800s you can stay in. And we just fell in love. So. It's got a pretty rich uh, railroad history, too, if I'm not mistaken. This is true. Uh, Jay Gould, the railroad baron, came here. Now, Jefferson at the time was a steamboat port. Uh, the river was much higher than it is today, and steamboats could come all the way from New Orleans all the way to Jefferson. And so uh, Jay Gould shows up and says, hey, you got all this steamboat trade going. Why don't we marry that to my railroads? And the fathers of the town said, uh, railroads are just a flash in a pan. They're just a fad. <laughs> you know, we're going to keep our steamships. Well, the river fell because of a log jam on the Red River that got cleared and other series of events, Jefferson was no longer accessible by steamboat. And so Jay Gould supposedly had cursed the town, stood out in the street and shook his fist in the air and said, uh, grass will grow in your streets and bats will roost in your belfries. And so Jefferson did actually die uh, kind of a slow death for a while. And then it was brought back as this old tourist town in the 1950s and 60s. Cool. Now, when you went, when you purchased the Grove, did you know that it was a haunted house? Was that the point of purchasing or did you? Oh, no. Now we had uh, uh, on that first trip to Jefferson, uh, we had uh, gone online. The Internet was just starting to kind of you know, come out. And so we were able to search and we found this restaurant called The Grove in an old home that was supposedly equipped with ghost stories as well as good food. <laughs> so uh, we came in. There was a for sale sign out in front of it. And this was uh, in early 2000, I guess. And we looked at it from the outside and something about it just drew it to us. And we, uh, next time we were in Jefferson for a weekend getaway, we had the real estate agent come out and show it to us. And, and after that, we tried to talk ourselves out of it for a year and just couldn't, it just kept coming back. Yeah, we need to do it. We need to do it. So here we are 20 years later. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It seems like you guys have made a run of it. I don't know, uh, what, the the, livelihood of living and and having a haunted house are i mean but i know that uh it's, it's got to be something you enjoy doing to to want to live with a with ghosts now i i'm not a skeptic of ghosts per se but i do have i would really like to see some real good evidence one day personally uh i guess my first question would be for you not my first one but my first real ghost question would be is there any ghost talk about ghosts and things like that in the Bible? Or oh, yes. We, okay, so it's not a, because I know there's speaks of demons in there, but now the difference between a demon and a ghost, can you maybe tell us that? Sure. Uh, angelic beings and human beings are two completely different races of of animal or being or whatever you'd like to okay. call it, you know, and animal, uh, the, uh, the animals like, uh, on the earth, you know, they're below the humans, but the humans are kind of on that side of it where the angels are divine and they are messengers of God. Well, as the, you know, Bible tells us that, the uh, demons are fallen angels. Uh, 
and that there is behind the scenes a big good versus evil war going on. And so I truly believe that's going on. I'm a Christian myself, so I absolutely believe that. But that's completely different from what I think the experience of ghosts are. Like I've, I've never been scared. We've never felt like there was an evil presence here. In fact, we've become quite comfortable with them. So it's interesting. Okay, so you would say you have more like a uh, a Casper the Friendly ghost than you do, uh, like on some of these shows that my daughter, she's seen earlier, she likes to watch these uh, ghost hunter type shows, and I'm sure you're right. familiar with those. Well, we it, it seems like most of the ghosts they encounter are mean-spirited, evil. Uh, does that, does that a fair assessment of what some of the shows portray? So, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But it's not that the ghosts that they cover are mean and evil. That's the way they're portrayed, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, we, we got invited to uh, be on one of those shows. And uh, so they, they sent a film crew here to stay at the house for a couple of days and they filmed everything. But then they flew us out to L.A. so that they could interview us in the studio. So one at a time, they had us in a room with all the cameras and lights and the makeup people, the whole thing. And uh as I was talking, the guy said, uh, don't smile, don't smile. The director, you know, it's like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, yeah, you're smiling too much. And I'm like, well, I enjoy talking about this. This kind of makes me happy. So you know, don't quit that, quit that. It's like, well, I don't have a scary story about my house. <laughs> so right. I think it was frustrated, but you could tell he was wanting to make it into something that it wasn't. Okay. And we're protective. We're protective of the place as well. Uh, one of the things that we have happen is a, a lady in a white dress occasionally walks through our, through our house and, you can see her. She looks as real as you or me. And it's more of a just you're not expecting it. And just out of the corner of your eye, you see something and look and she's going down a you know corridor or something. And, but uh, I had a show contact us and they said, OK, we want to reenact that. And I said, OK, but if you're going to reenact it, it's got to be really accurate. We, we right. want to respect the house. And they said, OK, and then we're going to say it's the ghost of uh, Diamond Bessie, which is uh, a famous lady that was murdered here in Jefferson. And I said, well. But that's not the case. I know a lot about Jefferson's history, and Diamond Bessie was never in this house, to my knowledge. And they said, well, but that's just what we're going to say to make it interesting. And I said, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make anything up. I don't want to tell lies about my house. And, and the producer just got mad at me. Well, I wouldn't tell a lie on there. And I said, well, you just told me you were going to. <laughs> so we're really protective about stuff like that. Well, I don't blame you. <laughs> I think a, a lot of that is uh, drama sales, right? You know, all yeah. the controversial mean-spirited all that but i, I have mean, a I, friend that was a, a producer of one of those shows uh without naming it of course uh and she actually quit because she learned that there was another team behind the the people on the show and the, the people that were doing the production and their job without letting anybody else know was to fake things and it upset her so much she quit so you know yeah. that, there is an element of that there it's all about selling tv time exactly so yeah. Go ahead, so John, John and I would never do that except to mess with each other. So, <laughs> well, Adam and I, uh, we've we've been we've worked out we've been all over the country and we've stayed in some pretty interesting places. And uh, is snoring a good to turn against a ghost? <laughs> well, I'll never I'll never be haunted is what he's getting at. <laughs> it's so. uh, yeah. My wife would probably tell you that uh, 
maybe that's why we don't have a lot of uh, supernatural activity in the bedroom because maybe sometimes uh, I do that same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not uncommon uh, for the middle of the night for me to feel a hand on my shoulder shaking me. Wake up, wake up, you're snoring. <laughs> right. We've been down that road. Uh, I can maybe, relate. I can relate. Maybe you said that one of the ghosts you had was a lady there. Maybe you can give us a rundown of the different ghosts and what you know about them or the past okay. life they sure. had. Um one of the, I guess, legends about the house when we bought it, I, I was able to, luckily I've met uh, the previous two owners and I had a chance to visit with them and get their stories firsthand. Uh, and this lady in the white dress walks through, she walks down the east side of the house, steps up through a wall and then walks across the width of the house to what used to be the children's bedroom years ago. So, uh, if you start doing research on the house, like we did, you would find that where she steps up through the wall is actually where the house used to end. That used to be the back of the house. So she's probably not stepping up through a wall. It's much more likely she's stepping up onto a back porch that was there prior to the addition that was made in 1870. And if you look at the owner chain, only one woman would remember the house in that configuration. And that's the original lady of the house, Minerva Stilly. So we think it's her and she's taking a path that she remembers in her life. You know, and she doesn't seem to interact or anything. She just goes by and we say, Oh, right. I saw the lady in white today. I saw Minerva. <laughs> then do you see her often? Not it's, it's really weird. There's very few things that happen in the house that happen at a certain time. Uh, you know, unlike on TV, you know, nothing happens at <laughs> three twenty-five a.m. every morning, you know, nothing, right. thank goodness, you know, uh, but, uh, people ask me all the time, can we come over on Halloween? I'm like, well, we're going to be on the front porch giving out candy to the little kids, but why? <laughs> oh, that's the most haunted time. It's like, uh, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> so now we haven't noticed any particular, you know, nothing special about midnight. Uh, okay. you know, I remember years ago, uh, 2006, I know how many people call me and said you're not going to be in the house tomorrow are you and it was june 5th and i said well yeah we're going to be right here why and they said tomorrow is june 6 2006 666 like just please, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just another yeah. day yeah Kinda halloween like, uh, just another day some of them numbers things where that you know if if you take uh something and you add 13 to it and divide it by 12 plus 42 and take the cosine of it, it turns out to be 666. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, if I got to do trigonometry or something, I'm, I'm not going to make it. So, no, yeah. no. I, I think when all that really goes down, the devil's going to make it pretty easy for people to latch on. I, I think he is too. So, <laughs> yeah. so what, what other spirits or ghosts do you have in the house? Uh, we have a man out in the garden. Uh, he's wearing a black suit wearing a, an old-fashioned hat and the first time i saw him we had just bought the the grove and but the grove by the way is named for the grove of native texas pecan trees that surround the house okay uh, on the on the historic record the the official name is the stilly young house but everybody's always called it the grove and we think that came naturally people probably you know said where'd stilly build this house oh he built it in that grove pecan trees where stilly live oh at the grove so you know we bought it 21 years ago now golly uh it had always been called the Grove, and we're very traditional. We kept that name. But uh, anyway, uh, we were leaving and walking out the uh, the side door to go to the car and go get groceries or something. And I looked over, and here was a guy. We have a little fenced-in backyard for our puppies, you know, so they can go outside, go to the bathroom, come back in. And I uh, looked, and there was a guy leaning over on the fence and just looking at me, just smiling real big like he was, you know, kind of making fun of me. And I thought, somebody's in our backyard. So I ran back in and 
flew out the back of the house, you know, just in the dead run. And I don't know what I thought I was going to do. Probably get my <laughs> rear end kicked, you know, if somebody was really there. But uh, I went out there and it was empty. So I, I called Patrick, the previous owner, and I said, I just saw the weirdest thing out in the yard. He said, oh, a guy in a black suit laughing at you. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. He said, yeah, we see him occasionally. We don't know who he is. He's always just seems to be walking around, but he's always smiling. He's a really happy fellow. So, wow. Uh, if I see one, that's what I want. I want yeah. a happy smiling one. <laughs> and he doesn't look like a TV ghost. It's it, you know, sometimes I'll be driving up and if I see somebody walking across the yard, I'm like, who's in our yard? Cause we do have a fenced in yard, big fence around, you know, not just our dog fence, but a, a big fence and somebody got in and I, I'll pull in and look and, there's nobody in the yard at all. So it's just when you're at the right place at the right time, people always say, can I see a ghost? I'm like, I, I don't even know. It just shows up at the right place at the right time, I guess. But right. we, uh, we've had a lot of just, there's a lot of just weird things that happen in here. I, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, hearing a door open before the show. And that happened to me not too long ago. I, I have my, my office is a little, uh, rolling desk with my computer and everything on it. So I can take it on the front porch if it's nice outside or, you know, uh, wherever I want to. And I was in the den, I'm sitting back there just typing on my keyboard. And I looked, I heard the front door open. The front door makes a squeak, you know, like any, you know, respectable mm -hmm. haunted house. Or, but uh, anyway, I'm sitting there, I heard the front door open and I thought, well, my wife has come home and she, uh, you know, just dashed in the front instead of pulling all the way around the driveway. And, so I'm sitting there waiting for her to say something, and she does, and I start thinking, well, the door hadn't closed. It's now open. How many people are up there? What's going on? And uh, then my mind went to the scary place of, oh, what it's humans? What if it's somebody who really wants to hurt me or something like that? So I got up there thinking, man, I hope I don't have to get into some kind of fight to protect myself. But the door was closed. It was locked. But and I hear that squeak all day, every day when I go in and out to get the mail, to get the paper, whatever. And, you know, no question about what I heard. It's just, I don't know where it came from. So. Wow. Yeah. John and I, uh, <laughs> we've spent a little bit of time in some, uh, cemeteries. Oh, uh, here we know, go. <laughs> like to pay, <laughs> like to pay our respects to, uh, you know, people who are, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughn. We've been there and Oral Roberts. We've seen his and, uh, who else, John? There's several Towns Van Zant. Yeah, Towns Van Zant. Towns uh, Van Zant. So, so we went to see Towns Van Zant, and, and we're looking for the the grave. You know, it's a nice fall day, and it's kind of getting dusk. And I mean, it was it was set just. It right. was a miserable, misty day. It was gray. You've heard of a gray day? It was actually gray. Okay, was it not? A, it was both colors. It was black and white. If look, it's what you imagine if you're watching a movie or, or you're reading a, a good uh, book with kind of a spooky storyline. Right, and right. I saw a deer over in the corner on the driver's side of the truck. I was driving and I said, man, look at that deer. And out of nowhere, John says, Whoa, oh, oh, so I slam on the brakes and I'm like, what's going on? And he says, oh, my gosh, I almost ventilated that scarecrow right there. You know, we, we both are, are carriers, but it, I, as I crept forward in the truck, somebody had bought one of those little, you know, Walmart scarecrows and put it out oh, yeah, there. Right. Two and a half feet tall. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the windows were down and it was just right. But uh, he, he almost almost had a, a, a premature uh, firing yeah. of the weapon there. Uh, he thought something was after him. I, I, but, uh, I, I, I was 
He doesn't like that story. I was prepared to take action if I needed to. <laughs> but uh, who puts a scarecrow in a cemetery, man? It worked. It did work. Yeah. Somebody did with work. an interesting sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if I knew who it was, I'd have given them 50 bucks. Mm, I know you would have. <laughs> but uh, so, Mitchell, you uh, I, I'm doing some research. Like I said before uh, the interview, I wanted to kind of be prepared. Uh, but I saw several places, uh, they called you the fifth most haunted home in the U S and, uh, yeah. one of them had you on the list of the 12 most haunted homes in the U S and I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but certainly you've garnered national attention. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they, you know, that make that determination. It's not like there's a machine that says, Oh, here's a haunted rating on this place. Now here's a haunted rating there. I, I don't know, but uh, it's fun. Yeah, and uh, USA Today just named us. Uh, we were number three out of the top ten haunted destinations in America. So we were wow, proud of that. Wow, that's we good. good for you, man. That's yeah, awesome. it was. It, well, the, the even the better thing about it was it was a reader poll. So it okay. wasn't just somebody arbitrarily deciding that. So we were really proud. It made us feel good that you know we have people that think that much of us. That is awesome. That that's a big deal uh, especially for y'all i mean and, and i liked it like you said it's a reader poll right that's a yeah. i mean it's actual people voting instead of like we were talking about earlier one of the ghost hunter groups right, deciding exactly. on people behind the scenes making bangs and booms uh, that's right but i that, also that noticed, brings up one go ahead i'm sorry no nah, that's okay i also noticed that you've had a lot of famous people there uh and i know maybe some of them were before your time but I mean, I saw people like, uh, I guess, Penn & Teller had a show. Uh, they did. Uh, you know, the, it's called, uh, uh, well, the show is BS is the name of it. Right. And, and so they uh, they came to film, and they weren't here because I was all excited about meeting Penn & Teller. I, you know, I love Penn & Teller. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, so the, the crew gets here, and they're doing it. I said, well, where's Penn? Where's Teller? Oh, no, no, we don't, we don't have them. They'll come to the studio and they'll record over it. So, but when they finished it and I was watching the show, Penn said, uh, because the people that were here interviewed me and Penn goes, this is Mitchell. He owns the house. I was like, Penn said my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same thing yeah. happened with, uh, William Shatner had a, a show. Uh, it's a Canadian show. Uh, and they, uh, sent somebody down here and my wife and I are big star Trek fans. So, you know, First thing we did is, where's Bill? Where's Bill? Right. Like, no, we, we travel around the country. We shoot all these shows. We edit it. And then we get him for two days when he sits in a sound booth and narrates. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but he said my name, too. I heard him say, this is Mitchell and Tammy that own the Grove. I'm like, Captain Kirk said my name. I, I, <laughs> it doesn't take much wanna, to really excite me. You, know? you, you want to put that on your phone, right? Just go around yeah. playing it for people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you you brought up uh, Adam touched on, and you brought up earlier that some of these things are uh, they add noises and things like that to make the uh, make it seem more than what it is. So my question is, with paranormal industry being, I guess, one of the highest grossing tourist attractions right now, how do we know which are real and which are fake? Can you well, touch on that, maybe? Sure. Uh, the things that we have happen in the grand scheme of things, you would think 
are kind of dull. You know, you see a lady in white walk by, you see the guy in the garden, you, uh, you know, something, you turn your back and something's moved, you know, uh, but, but nothing really exciting. But you have to realize that Hollywood is what sets our expectations. Uh, and I can give you a good example. I don't know if you remember a movie several years ago called uh, Winchester. And it was about the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. Uh At uh, Sarah Winchester that lived there. Well, the movie has all this dramatic stuff and all these demonic faces and knives and shreds of glass going, you know, the shards of glass going through the air. But I have actually written about the place and I've I've been there a number number of times and interviewed people that work there. And you say, uh, what's it like to work here? It's like, yeah, weird stuff happens, but nothing scary. So, you know, Hollywood has to put that edge on it. So if you're. If you're looking at something that sounds like it's out of a Hollywood movie, uh, it probably means probably it is. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do, do you think that there are some people out there that are running these as businesses and maybe adding things to make the bumps and the lights and the devices go off and things like yep. that? Okay. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, there's a, a restaurant on the West Coast that I won't name um, just because I'm going to say something a little cut kind of bad about him but okay. yeah they uh they have a reputation for their uh ghosts there it's uh, uh on the coast there and there's a you know they have their lady that shows up and they actually went through and wired it so that they could make the LUT sway back and forth and you know i had all these controls and i found that out and it just broke my heart and i was talking to one of the people it's like why are you doing this i mean People that are actually hoping that they might see something are going to get confused because you're doing all the uh, Hollywood special effects stuff for them and, and not letting them have a real experience. Oh, that's just what they want. That's what they want. So there's no right. question. Some places do that. I guess, Mitchell, another question is you touched on something earlier is that the lady who haunts your house, they gave her the name of another lady. And you said, well, she didn't even live here or anything. Can ghosts attach themselves or become attached to a house or a, a a place of somewhere where that person did not die? Uh, so I've, I've had a lifelong interest in the, the supernatural and I've been studying it for you know my whole life and writing about it for 40 years, but actually making a living writing about it for 20. So my opinion, so the, the, the number one thing is this is all just opinion. None of us know for sure what's going mm-hmm. on on the other side we all will but i don't want right. to hurry that <laughs> right, right. but uh you know I, I think that from my experience i see that spirits seem to be attached to places or people or objects and not in a bad way i don't think anybody's stuck and can't get to the other side i mean at the end of the day god's on the throne he's not going to let his order of things get messed up by having somebody get stuck on earth in some house and can't move on to the other side i I think it's at least for my understanding for myself i believe it's people coming back to visit people places or things that are important to them uh i have a a good friend of mine in uh, her well she and her husband were great friends of my wife and I for years and we lost him unfortunately to cancer. And he, uh, or maybe a year after he had died, uh, their daughter had come with their grandkids to show to, to our friend. And she was, uh, she was talking to the, the baby and, you know, he was just getting old enough to kind of talk and make words. And he kept looking in the corner and waving and waving. And, uh, she, said what are you what are you looking at he said papa papa which is what he called his grandfather and she and i had a long conversation he's like well if my husband can come back why won't he come see me i miss him so much and i said well 
for some reason, he's wanting to communicate with his grandson. Maybe he knows that you're actually okay. And maybe it might kind of put a bump in the road if you did see him, you know, because you'd have to, you can't be with him right now. You can't. Right. But the, the grandson has a different, uh, has a completely different perspective on it. Maybe, you know, that's why. But yeah, I think that there's nobody is really stuck anywhere. I think it's a choice to be able just to come back and visit. That's cool. I know I've heard several stories like that of people who were, uh, had a grandparent or something pass and the, the grandchildren would see it, but the parents don't things like that. Yeah, right. And I, I was one, you know, that brings up this Do Maybe kids are more open to seeing things than adults are in some you way. Know, uh, yeah. A, a lot of people say that because they haven't been, whereas, you know, we're adults, we've made it all the way through childhood going, Oh, there's something weird. And, you know, our parents going, no, it's not, that's not real. Don't worry about, you know, right. so you kind of been beaten down to where, you know, uh, a child with a pure open mind might be able to process more logically than we are. So well, I know that, uh, I've, the church that I go to, uh, it dates back to the early 1900s. And I mean, single digit 1900s, we have records in our church that go, I was looking at some last week it was 1911 roll call and things. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a gentleman there after I joined the church and he told me, said, uh, he said, you know, a man killed himself in this church. I was like, no, I didn't ever know that. And he said, yeah, he said, he, depending on what story you listen to, he, he committed suicide on the first or last pew, right? So I've been out there all hours, day and night to do work on it. And I've been up in the attic and, you know, all the stuff you do when you have old buildings and. I've been all around, been there by myself many times. I've never really felt uneasy or anything. Um, so, and I, I realize not that everybody that dies in in a place, holds that place or returns to it. But, uh, you know, that's one, I guess that was the base of my question. Sometimes spirits attach to a place. Sometimes maybe they don't. Uh, but they don't necessarily have to die there to attach to that place. Correct. Right. It might be, right. and again, this is just my opinion. I want to be careful about that. Yeah. I, yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, something that might've been special to them in life. Yeah. You know, and we had uh, we had a suicide here at our house. Uh, the third, no fourth owners, their son, this is back. They bought the house in 1885 and their son took his life. He hung himself on the back porch. Well, Fast forward uh, in 1930, that back porch was converted into the first indoor bathroom in the house. So uh, people say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go to your bathroom. You know, that's where the guy killed himself. And that's the one room in the house I have no stories about. Oh, really? So you don't have yeah. anything with him in, in it then? Uh, right. And and I, I personally, I believe he just whatever troubled time he was having in his life, he just doesn't feel the need or inclination to come back and visit. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Again, just my opinion. But. Well, you're the subject matter expert here. Me and Adam are kind of, <laughs> we're kind of the novices, but this is very interesting. So what what do you got there, Adam? No, I would agree with that 100%. We're definitely not experts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Mitchell, I mean, I know you mentioned that you're a writer and a lot of it has uh, focused on, <clears throat> like you said, haunted places. One of your books, where could you, you tell us where we could get uh, copies? And if somebody was going to start with your material, what 
what, what do you think would be a good first place to go? Uh, well, it depends. I, I wrote a book on the Grove that's not only the history of this house, but the history of the the hauntings here, the ghost stories here, if you were going back several different owners. Uh, and that was one of my favorite books. But I also have done uh, books about regional hauntings, like I did one just on Jefferson. Jefferson has so many ghost stories that I did a book called Haunted Jefferson, uh, where I went through and actually dug out all the stories around the town that I could find. I also did one more broader than that, Ghost of East Texas, which uh, goes from Jefferson as far north all the way down to, oh gosh, uh, the southern part of the, the, I guess, East Texas region. So uh, Huntsville, I guess, maybe. But uh, anyway, a lot of different places, a lot of different things that happen so uh it just all depends on you know what you're looking for but uh i did a national book called a ghost in my suitcase a guide to haunted travel in america where i uh i tried to find a haunted place in every state and that was kind of fun to write so that's out there too that'd, that'd be cool that sounds like a cool trip down and adam yeah I mean, there's actually a whole bunch of them <laughs> i bet so I of all the to interrupt here Cause I don't mind stepping on Adam too much, but, uh, but, uh, the places you went, you, so you, you went to 50 States or did you do 48 continental so States or the, the way that worked out was, uh, I was trying to do all 50 States and I had, it was a multi-year project cause it did require a whole lot of travel, wow. but, uh, my editor was like, Hey man, you're, you're getting close to the end. And, uh, if you don't mind, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, yeah, uh, I was getting close to the end. And so uh, I said, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer. I mean, number one, I, I'm not rich, so I don't just book a private jet to carry me from place to place. I got to work this into, you know, places where I can travel and knock out several states at once, that kind of deal. But anyway, she said, look, you're getting down to the end. Some of these you're just going to have to, you know, get a relationship with the place, call them, interview them, you know, do it by phone, do it by video, whatever you want to do. And so one of the places I found was uh, a bed and breakfast up in uh, Annandale, Minnesota. And so I called the lady, told her who I was, and I said, you know, I, I'm afraid my editor is going to cancel my contract if I don't hand this book in. Can can I interview over the phone and you send me pictures and all that? Yes, we did. And we kind of, uh, I guess, talked two or three times. But uh, at one point I was looking for, I said, what do you have interesting about your B&B? What can I write about what you do? And she said, well, uh, I'm psychic and I, I tell people's, uh, you know, I do a reading for people uh, when they come just as a, you know, my guest, just for free, just to give them a little bonus. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, I finished the chapter, did that with a couple of other places, turned the book in, uh, didn't think about it. A year later, full calendar year later, I'm working on another book and I get an email from this lady, Sharon, at the at this B&B. And she said, is everything all right in your life? And I said, well, it's really not. We we had a, a basset hound that we had had for 14 years. My wife and I, even though we, Marley, the cat's in here walking around now, but uh, we're dog people. And we've had uh, we've had basset hounds all of our lives together. And so our our dog, Samantha, had died just a few days before, and it was really a tough one. Second dog we'd lost that year, and it's, you know, those babies get in your heart. I mean, you know, uh -huh. they just, they dig right in. So it really had really messed us up, and we hadn't really talked about it. We hadn't told anybody, and she said, she said, can you call me? And I said, yeah. And she said, something's going on. You've experienced a loss. And I said, yeah, I have. And she said, it was a pet. And I said, yes. And there, I hadn't talked to this lady in a year 
I didn't put this out on social media. I mean, at the time I was writing this, social media is not what it was today where everybody posts everything. You know? But uh, she said, uh, well, that explains a lot. She said, because uh, I'm getting a vision of three dogs together. And I said, really? And Samantha was the third Basset Hound in our marriage that we had lost. And she said, yeah, uh, she wants you to know that it didn't hurt much. But when you think about her, it feels like the sunshine on her fur. Wow. And, I was like, wow. Uh, and she said, more than that, the three of them are looking for a, a new dog for you. And they're going to find one that has characters of all three of them. And sure enough, that's what came into our lives pretty quick. So wow. uh, the fact that I couldn't travel there actually ended up being a really interesting story that, that I can't explain. She had no way of knowing any of those things. And wow. even my uh, my best friends in, in town here, don't even know that, you know, when we lost Samantha, we'd had two dogs before her, you know, I mean, it was just, it was crazy, but. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're both dog. We both are dog yeah, families. So that's pretty tough. So. All right. Well, here, Mitchell, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw some questions at you. These are going to be some serious. Some are asked by other people. Uh, there's going to be a couple of silly ones in there. Those are going to be for okay. me. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell you now, but if you could just answer and, and we'll, We'll move on, okay? I haven't okay. seen these. I haven't seen these Mitchells, so if you ha <laughs> so, if you have to answer with sign language, I understand. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I can't read them and see them at the same time, so I got to pull up on my screen. Okay, so number one, uh, how do you tell if a house or a, a place has single ghost or multiple ghost? I have rarely seen a place that just has one entity usually if you're if you're going to have that kind of activity it's it's probably going to be on a little bit broader scale at least from my experience okay uh earlier we asked about the ghost and some of them being uh uh more demon-like and some of them being uh you know just nice entities that are there and uh i think we came up with it most of the ghosts that you've had experience with have been nice Yes. You've not had anything like that, so okay. Almost exclusively. Uh, right. That, that, that doesn't mean that when they do something in, in a house or a building or wherever they happen to be, that it doesn't scare people. I mean, sometimes sure. people freak out, sure. you know, but it, it doesn't mean that it's malicious either, though. Right. Well, they're ghosts. That's their job, right? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, sometimes they scare you. So do you find that ghosts, uh, and I think we touched on this a little, do you find that ghosts have different personalities such as mischievous, mean, oh, yes. uh, joking, you know, different things absolutely and y'all have to forgive me i have to keep adjusting my earbuds for some reason no, you're fine but if that's my worst technical problem tonight i'm gonna be okay with it yeah you're <laughs> anyway. doing better than me <laughs> you're still but, ahead of john yeah yeah so uh, so anyway i'm sorry yeah uh, they, I, I, they I, just I, have uh multi there's just different personality yeah, in, in the ghost and things no question in our den which was added in 1870 as a family room uh, and it's a little bit more informal than the formal sitting parlor where I am now but when that room was added uh, you know I think it's had all these years of family time together in there mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun and happiness and that's why I think the things that happen in that room are like they are uh, things are really mischievous and fun on our tour we have people get their hair pulled or get an earring pulled it's almost always the ladies so my wife and I believe it's got to be a, a guy spirit that still has a, an eye for the ladies, you know, but, but it's always fun, mischievous stuff. One time, uh, a lady on the tour, uh, she got swatted on her rear end 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so after the tour's over and everybody left, I, I went in there and I had a talk with the house. I'm like, that cannot happen. Do not do that again. <laughs> right. So far it hasn't happened again, but I, I did have a group of the, uh, what do you call them? The red hat ladies on the tour one time. And I was telling them that story and they were all, Ooh, can't we suspend that rule for the day? <laughs> so yeah, there are definitely some mischievous spirits and some that seem to be more solemn. Well, I've got a story I'll tell you one day about something, but I won't tell it where uh, in the public. How's that? But uh, <laughs> Good enough. A- Adam laughs at me about it. Okay, so I'm sure that you've seen the movie Ghostbusters. Yes. Many years ago, probably, but we all seen. Do you ever run across a ghost that, uh, let me see if I can see Adam while I'm saying this. Do you ever run across a ghost kind of like Sigourney Weaver's character in there? And if you do, can you can you direct us to where we might run into her? <laughs> no uh no actually i want to uh i want to run into the sigourney weaver from alien actually <laughs> I, that one scares me though the other one don't scare me but i know but that, that alien uh, one boy, i don't know man oh. I, you, you might need to go back and watch ghostbusters yeah yeah <laughs> hey but i watched alien she was mean in that sucker now oh she yeah. was tough but yeah oh was, yeah yeah she did some really good parts in the uh and the paranormal activities, what I'll call it, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, let me run down this next one. Let's see. Uh, is there any place in all your travels and visits that you would go or, or have been read about, know about that you would not go and stay or don't want to go to? Um, I did a book called Ghosts of North Texas, and I put a cemetery in the book uh it's kind of outside of jacksonville texas mm-hmm. and um so it's actually the site of the worst uh indian massacre in texas history and they built a monument to it and there's a graveyard there so i was there's also some ghost stories associated with it uh so i went to the to the graveyard to write about it to you know just kind of take some pictures and get get some feelings from it walk around and as I was there, the longer I was there, the the more scared I got of what I don't know. Didn't see anything. I just felt like mm-hmm. this really sudden urge to get out of there, you know. And so finally, I thought, well, I've got enough stuff. I can go back. And I started walking to the car. And by the time I got back to the car, I was in a dead run. Jumped in, hit the door lock. And I thought, well, that's crazy. If something supernatural is scaring me, you know, right. the door lock's not going to help much. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I did write the chapter. And uh I did put it in the book and I guess maybe a year later I was uh, speaking somewhere and I had to go through Jacksonville and I saw the turnoff for the cemetery and I thought, uh, maybe I just ought to check it back, you know, one more time, see if I was just as scared. So I went to it, I got out and I walked around and it was just so peaceful. Everything was wonderful. And, you know, the only explanation I could think of was, you know, maybe that first time if there was some supernatural presence there, they were kind of apprehensive of what are you doing? What are you, what are you going to do with us? What are you going to write? Right. About? And then after the book came out, maybe they had the feeling was, Oh, okay. He was, he was good to us. He didn't. Write right. Right. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm kind of like Kim on that, Adam. If I'd have taken off running those Lord have mercy on a scarecrow, buddy. Cause I'd have <laughs> probably, I'd have probably ventilated something on the way running. Uh, well, let's see. You know me. I'd rather it catch me than have to run. Yeah. I'm not running. That's the, that's the last problem. <laughs> I don't okay. want to get me either, but hey, those this are my is a, choices. This is a pretty good uh, question, I thought. 
Uh, what all ways do you know of that ghosts can manifest themselves? Uh, is visual, visually, sounds, cold air. I've heard different. You know, we hear smells. these people say smells. Okay. Yeah, there's there's one room in uh, one room in our house that occasionally has a smell of pipe tobacco, and we don't smoke or allow smoking in the house, but just occasionally, and it's really not that often. It's kind of rare. You walk into the room, and it it uh, smells like somebody just smoked a pipe in there. Well, on one of our tours one time, uh, we walked in and sure enough, you know, everybody smelled it. Before I could say anything, uh, one of the ladies said, hey, who smokes Prince Albert? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, that smell, that's Prince Albert pipe tobacco. My daddy smoked it his entire life. I could pick it out anywhere. So I thought, okay, I don't know who it is, but now I know what he smokes. Wow. So I went out later in the week and I, I bought a, one of those little tins of Prince Albert pipe tobacco. And I walk through the house, say, you know, I'm going to put this back in the kitchen. It's going to be right back there. If anybody needs it, you just help yourself. Uh, so periodically I open the lid to see if the level of tobacco is going down. It's not. So no. he's got his own secret stash somewhere. But well, that's so cool about, get... uh, the, the smell thing's really cool because I know there's a couple times in my life that I've smelled things that reminded me of my grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. And, and I don't mean necessarily the food, but just the way the, the kitchen smelled, you know, when you'd be in it. So yeah. maybe, maybe. Yeah, they, uh, they say that your sense of smell is one of the strongest uh, things to invoke memories. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that makes that, perfect that's sense. That's pretty awesome. Growing up, we this, had a house. Uh, we had a house my parents owned. Our, and uh, so Leon, that's my dad. He, uh, <laughs> we, we smelled a lot of uh, cigar smoke just out of nowhere and nobody smoked right. uh just wasn't something we had in the family at the time and uh we would smell cigar smoke and it was the 90s and leon's a little anal about things he had mats down runners in the in the hallway <laughs> like plastic mats yeah well he had our he he had never told us but one day my parents got home and all three boys are sitting on the front porch you know we got home from school went in the house we were in the den and we heard somebody walking on that mat back there and so we're like oh man mom's home so we go in well no, can't find anybody so hey we're sitting on the porch then <laughs> and he comes home and uh <clears throat> the dinner he he fessed up he goes you know i was here because he was working nights he's like i was here one day and i thought your mama had come home i heard somebody walking on those mats so he still says it was a haunted house <clears throat> My mom loved that house, and she was very upset when they sold it. And so there was something in there. There were at least six people, and there's only five in the family. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and you talked about your cat uh, Marley. There is that named after Bob Marley? Uh, no, actually, okay. uh, when Marley joined us, uh, we're dog people, and now mm -hmm. we have a cat. So we didn't know whether it was a boy cat or a girl cat, and. I said, we got to call it something. So my wife said, uh, how about Marley? Because that's popular for boys and girls these days. Right, and, right. And then Monday we'll go to the vet and they, he can tell us everything. So it turned out to be a boy. But uh, yeah, it turns out Marley is my uh, one of the characters in one of my favorite books, which is Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Right. Uh, and then, you know, my, my favorite uh, singer in the world, we just lost, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. And uh, his son is named uh, Cameron Marley. So so I tell people, I didn't know it at the time, but I tell people it's uh, Jimmy Buffett's uh, son I named it after, but actually well, it was just the character from Christmas right. Carol. So. so if it was after Jimmy Buffett's son, it would really kind of go 
couple removed, but that would get you back to Bob Marley because that's where he yep, come up. That's with where that. he got yeah. it exactly. Yeah. You're right. We did a we did a podcast about Jimmy Buffett passing away. You know, we're we're music guys and Texas music guys, and Buffett's really he was kind of that. Uh, he kind of was the uh, mascot of our spirit. We think sometimes, you know, that we just. Uh, you know, yeah. we like that that whole beach bum type thing. So, but yeah, a great loss right there. Can pets oh, see spirits? Yes, and the reason I believe that is, uh, we at one time during our tenure here, we had a basset hound named Lily, and Lily, we we rescue dogs. You know, we we really feel that that's kind of our, our thing. That's a great know. thing. So, we uh, we had rescued Lily. Somebody uh, somebody had bought a dachshund for their little girl and the dachshund kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And they went, Oh, it's a basset hound. So they were going to take it to the pound. So Lily came to, to live with us and she hadn't been here long. And our, uh, our den has French doors going out into the hallway and she was sitting on the outside or in the inside, I guess, of the closed French doors. And she was watching in the hall and Tammy said, Hey, look at Lily. And I look at Lily's, going back and forth like she's watching a tennis match, you know? And I said, well, it's almost like something's walking up and down the hallway and she's watching it. So I stood up and I opened the door and I said, come on, Lily, you can see there's nothing bad in here. And Lily walked out into the hall and then turned around, ran back into the den, got down, you know, behind my, my, my wife's legs there, Tammy's legs and just hid, you know, she got down there scared to death. Well, turns out to go outside to where she can go to the bathroom. She's got to walk down the hallway. Well, she refused to, go down the hallway and I had to put the harness on her and say, come on, Lily, I'm going to, I'm going to take you out here. I'm just going to show you everything's okay. And the whole time I'm dragging her into the hall, she's like, Oh, daddy, no, no. <laughs> but once she got out there, walked around, everything was cool. No okay. more problems. But she saw something. Though. Yeah. Me and my daughter, the reason I was pointing at myself, we rescued a, uh, I guess we'd call that a, uh, dash hound Adam, part dash hound. Yeah, I think it's uh, half half dash hound, yeah. half lab. Yeah, she's half dash hound, half lab, but she's about uh, two and a half, three feet long, and probably you know she's probably that big around, and she weighs about forty, forty five pounds. Yeah, got huge lab feet, you know, and but she's the sweetest dog you ever met. So I mean, huh. but but now she'll come in here sometimes, and and like my daughter, like I said, likes to watch those spooky shows, and then she was mm -hmm. watching one in the living room when I said, look, I'm going to bed turn TV out when you go to bed. I didn't hear her turn TV out or anything. And I said, uh, I said, are you going to bed? And she said, in a minute. And I said, what are you doing in there? She said, I don't know. She said, I was just uh, sitting here staring into the kitchen. I said, well, they say that they can see spirits and things. She said, daddy, you better shut up or I'm coming to get in bed with you. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, uh, you know, ghost stories are fun too sometimes. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I got a couple just to, real quick, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be done. So you, you said something earlier, and I, I'm just going to reiterate this one real quick, that there are ghosts of pets. Yes. Okay. So and we, uh, we saw uh, early on, we saw like a little shadow of a cat walking around. We didn't have a cat at that point. Uh, there was one that kind of hung around the outside of the property, but never in the house. But yeah, you'd see a little shadow of a cat. And I was talking to somebody that actually remembered the fourth owners there. They're, they raised kids here and their kids took over the house uh, when they died. But uh, they said, uh, yeah, Miss Louise always had cats, always had cats in the grove. 
So, mm, cool. Okay. <laughs> my last, my last question. I'll let Adam get us ready to close out and everything. But my I guess my last question is, uh, you were talking about North Texas up around Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that's exactly close to it or not. But I know up that way somewhere, the Goatman Bridge. Oh, that's uh, that's kind of north of uh, Fort Worth. Yes, Fort Worth. So. Written about okay. that, been there, yeah. Is it real, real, true or false? So, uh, while I was there, I had no experiences, but I have had uh, some paranormal investigative type people that I respect that went there and were able to actually uh, have some experiences. So, it's used. It's not. Uh, it's no longer a, a, a bridge for cars. It's a bridle trail now for you to mm-hmm. ride your horses along. Uh, and so people still go out there all the time, but there's enough people that have had experiences. Uh, I would think that would be an interesting place to hang out for a while. Yeah. Cool. Well, Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. You've been kind of quiet here lately. I've been taking it all in. I've been enjoying listening. Um, I mean, Mitchell has been great visiting with you. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've had a great time. It's a, Honestly, it's it's probably the best conversation I've had in a long time with anybody, for that matter. Thanks, uh, Adam. Uh, it's a lot Thanks of fun. Oh, well, hey, yeah, John, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what it is, man. I've heard your stories. I've lived a lot of yours. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, honestly, John and I like to go visit in places. We'd love to, to come up and visit sometime. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if we go. I'm sorry, but do y'all do overnights or let people spend the night or you are just a tours only? Uh, tours only. I mean, at, at the end okay. of the day, the, the Grove is a, a one bedroom, one okay. and a half bath house. So it'd be real awkward to have people stay overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Especially me and Adam. We're awkward to start with. <laughs> we take up quite a bit of space, Mitchell. It's, <laughs> it's just a fact. It's uh, but, but no, uh, so information wise mitchell if somebody wanted to tour or uh anything like that how could they get a hold of you my book uh, anything you got to tell us yeah, how to do it the easiest way to, to do any of that is just to go to our website all you have to do is google grove jefferson and we'll show up i think the actual url is uh www.thegrove-jefferson.com and uh but it's easier just to google grove jefferson and we'll show up and it's got it's got links to buy books it's got uh, tour information all right since my wife and i both still work uh you know i'm a writer and she is a uh, the district counselor for the school system here so we can't do them during the week and i wish we could mm-hmm. one of these days we'll get to retire and i can do them whenever i want to but right right now it's just saturdays and sundays most saturdays and sundays uh we do occasionally uh, take a weekend off to help out with something here in town. There's always a festival or something going on in Jefferson. Really a great place. Also, there's a link on the, the Groves website about Jefferson, just things to do in town. So you can actually get kind of the, the feel of being here. So it's a good place to start out. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again, Mitchell. It's Mitchell Whittington with the Grove out of Jefferson, Texas. Uh, it, it's been a great conversation. And uh, honestly, can't wait to come come schedule a tour uh maybe i can maybe i i can definitely get the kids up there because i just won't tell them what's going on but um (laughs) my wife's my wife's pretty smart so she might figure it out before i can get there but yeah i definitely want to come up there one weekend and uh i kind of wish we had to come up there to do the interview now you know it and then but uh i appreciate you we'll do part two when y'all are here yeah oh but yeah we'd love that but we always tell our our listeners you know if you can't if you don't seem like you fit in anywhere else, come hang out with us because we'll hang out with a guy that lives in the haunted house, man. That's the kind of people we are. So, uh, but you know, we, 
we just enjoy visiting with people like you and uh, others. If someone, let me close with one question. I'm done this time, Adam, I promise. If somebody has a house or a place, uh, an old building that they think is haunted, would that be something you would let them get in touch with you about and maybe something you could write about or do something on? Or uh, If they had questions, you know, I'm always open to questions. And, sure. Uh, yeah, actually, the downtown area uh, here in Jefferson, uh, a lot of the buildings were here in the 1800s. So I bet there's probably not very many places downtown where at one time or another the owner hadn't pulled me aside and said you can't tell anybody this but i just got to tell somebody <laughs> but they know i'm not going to think they're crazy necessarily so they feel right. okay talking to me so I, I get that all the time and i'm always happy to do that so do you guys see that light keep blinking up there it keeps see, damning see see what i mean mitchell <laughs> see what i mean he's we you, you got in his head <laughs> It, it ain't ever done it before. Y'all had noticed I kept looking over my shoulder. So, all right. <laughs> You're rent free, Mitchell. See, there you go. <laughs> you, are, you now on the Grove and John's John's head. Great. Good. Yeah. But, uh, uh, hey, it, it was great talking to you.